Here in Niagara Falls, the stories may intersect with the intricacy of a spider's web, or they may churn and rush to fill any space with ooze and ichor, where demons and shadows may maliciously cavort, or they may instead work innocuous jobs at the marina. Our previous stories have brought us here, but here may be a place stories and tales and yarns and tellings are ripped to shreds, where they displace, where they cyclically fade away into mist or emerge soft and pink from the charnel ovens. Each droplet of the falls reflects a corner of the mind, as a story may be different when you are observing it from a scenic overlook or if it is thick and viscous and poured over your body, or if you are thrown into a barrel and set adrift over the rushing cliffs of narrative closure and suspenseful catharsis. Prologues and epilogues nipping at your arms, a sea of content rushing into your open veins. Now we delve in between the words and sentences to where stories cannot go, to where tone and form are leaking and cracked, where the soft belly of temporal clarity is necrotic and obsessed, where the mouth of our narrative foams and forms a great sky cataract, rushing and pouring and pooling and eddying until only sound itself may be our house, our canyon, our looming and tumescent sky. Lost among the detritus of our details, peeled back until the pullback is back around and pulling. We turn the jewel-hardened sputum of our Niagara and let it catch our light in its facets. We shall spend a special series of moments, now perversely investigating the mystical, unspeakable, and unspoken layers evident in our textures, the tales within our tales, beyond language, beyond reason, beyond the Western Door.
very singular notion of the power and capabilities of magnetism was entertained thusly. It was believed that a sympathetic alphabet could be made on the flesh by means of which persons could correspond with each other and communicate all their ideas with the rapidity of volition, although thousands of miles apart. From the arms of two persons, a piece of flesh was cut and mutually transplanted while still warm and bleeding. The piece so severed grew into the new arm on which it was placed, but still retained so close a sympathy with its native limb that its old possessor was always sensible of any injury done to it. Upon these transplanted pieces were tattooed the letters of the alphabet, so that when a communication was to be made, either of the persons, though the wide Atlantic might roll between them, had only to prick his arm with a magnetic needle, and straight away, his friend received intimation that the telegraph was at work. Whatever letter he pricked upon his own arm pained the same letter on the arm of his correspondent.
continue planning to offer capping the entire site with thousands of tons of clay and dump trucks began to bring it into the site in a continuous caravan day after day for weeks. The clay capping was gradually built up on the southern section of the canal. Eventually, it would be extended over the remedial containment trenches and the entire dump site, and then tapered and seeded it so as to appear at the site below.